The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. And it's your boy Chevy Chavria coming back at you with a new edition of Chop to the Chest Radio, baby. Woo! I'm coming at you from our newest sponsor. That is State of the Art Barbershop. That's 815 West Main in League City, Texas. State of the Art Barbershop. If you need a cut, check them out. They are in League City, Texas. Today, and my me and my boy, Mr. 409 Nate Laws, jump in the audio squared circle with our man, Aiden Cristiano, the godfather of Houston wrestling, El Padrino, man. Everywhere he goes, everything he touches seems to be turning to gold. And almost every wrestler from Houston has an Aiden Cristiano story of somehow he helped them get to a new level in wrestling. Every single guest we've had has put this man on the map, has lifted him up, and talked about how they wouldn't be where they're at without him. So we are super excited to have Mr. Aiden Cristiano on the spot today, the leader of La Familia. So let's just get into it. I'm going to shut up. This is Chop to the Chest Radio, baby. of Shot to the Chest Radio, baby! Woo! It's your boy, Shavish Shavri, the essence of podcast execution, and we are here at Beyond Burger, recording live from Beyond Burger, some of the best burgers this side of the Beltway, I would say. Let me kick this over to my man, Mr. 409. Nate Law's definitely in the building. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> What's up? It's your boy, Nate. Most definitely in the building, 409, stand up and represent. Man, I, I can't lie to you, man. The, our special guest tonight got me a little nervous. So nervous. I don't think I can finish my burger, man. It's just that serious, you, man. You that nervous next to this man? I, man, look, I've known him for a while, but, man, I tell you what, it's just he rolls with a tight click, and uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing because they might just run out. I don't know. I mean, everywhere we go, every podcast we have, this man's name comes up. Some people are referring to him as the godfather of Houston wrestling. El Jefe, El Padrino, they say. Mr. Aiden Cristiano, give it up. Yeah. Give it up for the man. So, guys. How, How you, you doing, doing brother? Do- doing good. Doing good. That's right. It's your first. It's your first experience with with Beyond Burger, one of our fabulous sponsors. How you How you like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my first time here. Yeah, it's really good. Really uh, tasty burger there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Putting Beyond Burger over. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this, my man. Sorry for the music in the background. It's rocking and rolling in here. But every podcast we've had on this season, your name has come up, um, and not in a bad way. I know. Okay. I know. It's hard to believe. Hard to believe. Right. But. Um, I'm doing some wrong. I'm singing uh, praises when people okay. talk about their journey in, in Houston wrestling. Oh, okay. You're always a part of it. How does that make you feel? Um, surprised like at first, but uh, oh, it's um, humbling. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I I don't ever think I'm trying to do that, right. but that, yeah, that's. Pretty cool. Let, I mean, let, I mean, we we'll get into it a little bit. We're talking Brian Keith. We're talking um, yeah. Diego De La Cruz. We're talking Gino. We're even yeah. talking uh, Jennifer Garcia. Brought it up. <laughs> High end. Um, just, just your name, and like I said, associated with Houston wrestling in almost every promotion you've you've touched in some way or form. You've been in. You've taught. You, you've you've been a part of. Um, you've trained in. Mm-hmm. And man, these guys are saying that every time they step into the ring. You make them, force them to go up a level. 
Right. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's kind of it's kind of strange. Like I said, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think that I'm doing that when I'm training or whatever. But uh, uh, it feels good to you know to be appreciated in that way. I, you know, I do appreciate I do appreciate them thinking that. Right. Um, I'm gonna kick it over to my man 409. Because I know you've known. Tell, tell me about your history with Aiden Cristiano. Man, okay. Man, first of all, man, I'm just tripping out because it's been a minute since I've seen him. But, man, uh, Aiden, I remember starting in uh, Alvin, Texas, where I had to go against him at one time. And, man, I was just nervous. It was just a new experience. Uh, a lot of the road guys, it was PWA back then, but they came to the show. They came to do their thing. And I already knew you had to step the game up. So, my first interaction with him, I'm a little nervous, man. I just want to be respectful and talk to him. So he was like, are you ready for this? I'm like, okay. He said, all right. Um, your face, I'm healed. Let's go out there and have a good match. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then I was just like, oh, man. So I'm, I'm shaking like a hook in church trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. Then before the match, he's like, oh, man, I'm just messing with you. So, so we go ahead. We have our discussion or whatnot. So I'm coming out the ring, my music hit, man, I'm pumped, heart just beating, I'm ready to just entertain. And then he, he comes from behind and knocks me down, boom, he's beating on me, beating on me, beating on me. And I'm just like, oh, what, what did I do wrong, right? But it was one of those defining moments that just, it made me step my game up. I, whatever game plan I had, we had to change it up. So we had to go a different route with it. And to me, that was one of my most favorite matches because... It just lets you know that no matter how much you plan, no matter how much you think you know, it can flip at a drop of a hat. And you got to change it up, and you still got to push, push. He's He pushed me through the match, right? I was getting tired. I was getting out there. Mm-mm, keep going, keep going, keep going. We had an awesome match. Then we had to go back and do something else. And he was like, hey, let's go do this. I'm like, okay, let's go. Right? And he just pushed me to be a better guy. Matter of fact, every time I'm in the ring with him, he always made me a better wrestler. So I definitely appreciate that. And the guys from the row or wherever, and everyone talking about him, it is it's true. It, it, I mean, this guy right here, it's just, if you've never been in the ring with him, I don't think you truly know. You got to train with him. You have to just be around him. He just makes you step your game up. Mr. Cristiano, how long have you been into this wrestling game? Um, well, it's kind of tricky to give you a straight answer on that because I, I originally started training when I was 16. Um, oh, like Gina? Yeah, well, I mean, I trained for a few months. Okay. You know, maybe maybe about six to eight months when I was uh, around 16. Then I stopped for a while. The company where I started, because uh, I'm from East Texas, um, out by Nacogdoches, Lufkin, have you ever heard of that mm-hmm. that, that time? So I'm originally from there, and uh, the, there was a local promotion there. And I trained with them for about six to eight months or so, and uh, it went out. It went out, you know, went under, went out of business or whatever. So I stopped and maybe started training again at the age of 19. I was driving up here to uh, to Humble, and I started training with a Texas All Star. Okay. And I trained with them for like another, you know, six to eight months until I, basically during that time, I realized that I had to go somewhere where where wrestling was just everywhere yeah, and had to really commit to it. So basically, I saved up some money and, you know, gathered all my stuff and I, I just I just got in my car and I drove to Atlanta and I went to Atlanta to, uh, to a training facility over there ran by uh, Curtis Hughes, Mr. Hughes. Okay. He was in WCW, ECW, WWF. 
Big dude, right? Yeah, yeah, big guy. Okay. Uh, so I went to his school and I stayed there for about three years. You know, I just uh, I just packed up my stuff and left. You know, and, and over there it was good because over there there was training Monday through Thursday every day, every day, every day, every day, and every every weekend we had shows. Even if I wasn't on the show, I could at least be there watching. Right. You know, so it was a really good, it was a really good learning experience. You know, because it was just like, it's like this is all or nothing. Like this all all I do. I just went to work, got a job when I went over there, got a job. Right after work, go to training, and, and that's all I did. That's all I did for months. So, so wrestlers and wrestling in itself is, is a, a crazy business. Like yes. I always tell people, wrestlers are, are very quirky individuals. Like there's a little, there's always a screw loose when you meet a wrestler in a good way or a bad way. They, they just don't function like normal human beings. Something says, "Hey, I need to do this." Right. What 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 uh, inspired you in the first place to get in your car, drive to Atlanta, and say, "This is what I'm going to do." Oh, uh, well, I was looking for. A I was looking for a place that 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 produced a lot of the uh, the talent that you see. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, at that time, there wasn't a school funded by WWE. Like you couldn't go to the WWE training facility right. and, and pay to get in or anything, anything like that. So I, you know, just looking on the internet, I found this school that where a lot of their guys, you know, uh, that, well, what I liked about it is that that, that school focused everything on their students rather than hey this is our trainer he's you know he's done all this great stuff blah yeah. blah blah and like he's a, not even there have a right job. exactly yeah. like a lot of other places do but the the this one this one focused a lot on their students which I liked and it had a lot of their students go off to Japan and all these other different right. uh, all these different options and just being in the WWE or, right, right. or WCW or whatever and so I thought you know it was a and being in Atlanta I mean Atlanta is just rich in wrestling there's just all together right. just to start off with so I thought I thought it was a risk worth taking I was working as a server at, at the time and I was um, up for to be a, promoted to be a manager and all that and I was just thinking like man I could you know, just stay here, live a normal life, or I could take a I take a chance, and you know, and right. at least later I could say hey, at least I tried. And uh, I mean, I just wanted to be a, a wrestler. Yeah. I just, let's push, and, and, let's push the I rewind did. button a little bit. Let's talk about even then. What made you want to be a wrestler? Who? What inspired you as a kid, or something you came across? I, as far as I can remember, I I always watched it. I. I uh, before before I got turned on to watching like the WWF or the American wrestling here, I, I remember when I, we would visit Mexico, my grandmother and my uncle uh, and my aunt, they all taking me down to the um, to the arena in awesome. Mon- in Monterey, and watching the watching the luchadores there, watching the lucha libre, and I, I always liked it. I was one of those kids that would go and jump in during intermission and get in the ring <laughs> and jump off the ropes. And, Beautiful. We yeah. always talk about lucha shows. Yeah. It's a whole different vibe over there. It is. It is. Uh, it was, but yeah. I mean, as a kid. You think that that produces like you're right. touching those mats, you're hitting those ropes, right. and you're like, I could do this for the rest of my right. life, you right. know? Right. Well, I, as a kid, I don't ever remember thinking that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just remember having so much fun going and watching, and I remember watching these like larger than life comic book heroes, gladiators coming out, and I was just like, man, that's so cool. I never thought that it was possible to like just the regular. I thought I thought that those types of people were like bred. And raised to do that from the get go. I didn't think like, oh, someone, a normal guy, can just go and do that. I, I remember, I remember, I heard. Uh, I think I may have fractured my arm one time while we were uh, in Mexico playing around. I was wearing a wrestling mask and all that with my friends, and we were just jumping off of stuff. And something happened, and I, I think I fractured my arm, I believe. Uh, to where I had to go to, they had to take me to the hospital, and I, I got like I got a lot of trouble for that. Right. But, 
Yeah, that didn't, that didn't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hispanic parents let you do anything until you yeah. get hurt. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're solid yeah. unless you get hurt. Then it's over. You yeah. Know? So. If you get hurt, they'll still whoop you too. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, hardcore. So, man, so so you're in Atlanta, and then what what pulled you from Atlanta? Um, well, like where'd you go after that? Well, like I said, I was, I was origi- originally I was from Texas. So when I was in Atlanta, I was there for a few years training and wrestling and uh when i was there i was wrestling like you know around the south you know south carolina north carolina tennessee you know all those areas alabama or whatnot but what happened is was during during my time that i was in atlanta my uh my parents had, or my mother my mother and my sister like the, the family the only family i have they had moved back down to um because they, they had they had moved to north carolina while i was in atlanta so, at, so after a while, they moved back down to uh, Texas, but they came all the way to Houston because we had some family here. And so I, I, I knew that Booker had just opened up a school uh, and a promotion down here. So I thought it'd be a, a good opportunity to come down and be closer to my family and actually have a have a good place to go. Where did you hear train. about the Booker T School? Uh, I, I just heard about it. I, 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 can, I don't remember where. Maybe it might have been online or just yeah. a, from other other wrestlers. Just around, yeah, yeah, just around. I just I knew that he had he had one down mm-hmm. there. He had just opened it, so I I had thought about it and stuff. And finally made the finally made the move. Came back came back home and uh, stayed with my family for a while, and then you know and then from there. How did you and Book when y'all first meet? Was it instant connection? Were y'all like, oh, well, my first day, my bro, well, my, well, my first day getting here, I I got here and. On an afternoon, and that night, that night I went over there. You know, as soon as, soon as I got here, I didn't even unpack. I like got, you mean yeah, business? Like, exactly. This is my purpose. Exactly. I'm doing it. Day one. Exactly. Um, I remember calling up to see how you know how it worked. If I had to set up a meeting or whatever, they just said, "Oh, well, you know, just come down. We're open from this time to this time. Just come down and and uh, we, you know we'll talk to you." I said, "Okay, cool." And the thing that helped me is that my original or my trainer in Atlanta, Curtis. He, he, you know, he knows Book. He knew Book and everything. So, he, you know, he called him up and put in a word for me or whatnot. And so I came down and talked to Book. And I think may have been, may have been a day or two after that that I was back down at the at the at training. And I uh, Booker just wanted me to get in the ring and do a do a match just to kind of see where you know what what I knew. And I rem- this is funny because I remember I'm like, okay, cool, like. So I grabbed one of the guys that was there, and um, it was a, uh, it was uh, let's see, let's see who it was. I think it was it was Rockstar Robbie who okay. was there, and I pulled him off to the side and I said, cause cause I saw him, he's like, oh, he's about my size. I bet we could do some cool stuff. So I was like, hey man, you mind doing a match with me? Uh, Booker wants to see me do a match. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. So we uh, so we uh, talked about a couple things really fast and whatnot. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'm very confident. So Booker comes out of his office. He's like, all right, you ready for a match, kid? I'm like, yeah. I, and I was about to point to Robbie, like, yeah, I'm gonna do him. He's like, ah. He points to someone completely different. He's like, all right, get in the ring. I'm like, ah, oh, God, okay, yeah. screw it. All right. And so I just went with it, man. Uh, I did. I just I just tried to remember my training and. Trying, trying not to focus that you know Booker T was, you know, watching me. Uh, but he liked it. He liked what I did. And that, as a matter of fact, that weekend we had a, a Friday and a Saturday show, and uh, he put me on him. So Beautiful. yeah, man, I've been following reality wrestling. I'd say seven to eight years ish around. How long have we been in this arena over here? Uh, maybe years, maybe four, three maybe or four. four. Mm-hmm. So it was still the, the the Clear yeah. Lake uh, yeah. yard in the community yeah. over there, and. The hottest heels in the game at the time was Team International, which yeah. you were leading. 
and now we're fast forwarding eight years, let's say. Well, well I wasn't leading Team International. Originally, it was Gustavo that's right. that was leading it. That's right. Uh, he and then whenever there was a there was a moment where he had um, he had decided to step away right. and, and he like retired or whatever, mm-hmm. and so. At that time, there wasn't even really a leader. There was just kind of like it was. It was we were just kind of everybody trying to see right. who, who might who might step up or why not. But yeah, it was, it was fun times. That was fun, fun times. I mean, it yeah. was it was a good looking. Did you ever see that group together? Oh, yeah. Nate, it was you, uh, Gustavo, right? Parviz, Parviz, Rex uh, Andrews, Rex Andrews, and Rex Andrews was a Russian. Yeah, which was great. It was my favorite thing. By way know. of Alabama. By way of Alabama, it was beautiful. It's awesome. them tights, man. The black and white um, tights, man. It right. Crazy. But I'm saying now we're fast forwarding eight years, mm-hmm. and you're still leading, in my opinion, the hottest heels in the game right now. Okay. With with La Familia, La Familia. right? Um, and I don't want to jump that far in the game, but we, you know, we can come back to, to a little yeah. more Aiden Cristiano story. The idea of La Familia. How did that come about? Um, was that was that you? Was that book putting it together? Well, originally, like. Um, like like after a while, like the whole team international thing kind of is kind of like fizzled out. We we mm-hmm. never really officially like broke up, but I know there was like we did a thing where where me and Rex were kind of were fighting each other for for control mm-hmm. of the group. Steve Demarco was in that yeah. too, right? I, yeah. I didn't know that was him for. I think yeah, I just yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're giving it away, but right, yeah. Right. So <laughs> I think he's okay with it now. <laughs> yeah. So he. Uh, anyways, like. The whole the whole story with that is like me and Rex were fighting over control of who might take over the group and stuff like that and just but it, eventually it just kind of kind of fizzled out a little bit. I think Gustavo came back for a little bit and was just like uh, well, tagging with Parvis and did stuff. Did Team International even make it to the new? Uh, in a way, in a okay. way, I think Gustavo came back for a few shows and he was and he was coming out with uh, with X and Parvis. One, okay. of, one of them, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. But like I said, it kind of like fizzled out. We so we never like officially broke up or, or anything. We just kind of everyone just kind of went their separate their separate ways. And during the time, during that time, I was uh, working. Uh, I was working with Gino when he was coming up. And then after that, I started working a little bit with Gustavo. But we never really got too too deep into it. Um, and then I was just doing singles matches, singles matches here and there. And then, uh, like I said, Booker Booker told me, hey, like, hey, you know, we want to, you know, how'd you feel about, you know, doing like a, a team, not 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 a tag team, but like an actual like a faction. So I'm like, okay, cool, you know, whatever whatever you you want to try us, I'm 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 open to it. So yeah, gave me a couple of guys to 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 work with and stuff and. We came up with a. We came up with that. We came up with La Familia. You and know? you did the name. You know, yeah, yeah. Collectively. We, yeah, yeah. We came up with that. Mm-hmm. So, what, what kind of inspires that whole idea? Um, the the name, or just like the everything, the everything, idea. Yeah. It's, it's not even really that original, you know. It's just mm-hmm. uh, just a group of Latinos right, just right. tired. It's of, gonna be just, like yeah, that anyway. Exactly. Yeah. It's just kind of tired of you know the way things are going and wanna collectively make a name for themselves for you know and better themselves. So that's that's originally like originally my idea. Whenever you're a heel or you're a, or you're a bad guy, that no one thinks they're the bad guy. All right. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I'm right and you're wrong, and that's and that's the idea. It's beautiful. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, in history, when you have these wars, no one's ever considered themselves the the, the, the bad guy. All right. Everyone has a, a reason why they're doing what they're doing. And that's and that's what I wanted to be with our group, not to where like you can tell like oh those guys maybe hey, maybe those guys do have a point oh, why they're doing what they're doing, but uh, they're still kind of you know being asshole about it or whatever they're still being kind of dicks about it. But I don't know that was the idea 
kind of like, I focus like uh, when the Heart Foundation would uh, right. get booed in here in the U.S., but then in Canada we're here also. Right, kinda right, like, right. Kind of like that vibe. Yeah. Kind of like that vibe. And man, I'm, I'm, you're looking at the crowd now again. And we're talking about most recent, maybe the most recent yeah. shows, the one on YouTube, uh, the the rise to, to wrestling royalty. And that's what I was telling you. I told uh, Diego De La Cruz, I said, man, you know you're over as a Hispanic group when you got little white kids running around with La Familia <laughs> bandanas across their face. <laughs> I mean, cholo-looking dudes in the, the front row just – I mean, it doesn't even look like they're, like, geared in La Familia. That's just yeah. the way they dress. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so it's beautiful. So it's a hard – I know in the, the – the thing about wrestling is heels are supposed to be bad guys. Yeah. But you start picking up, uh, you know, momentum like that, yeah. um, merchandise sales and whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I just think it's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a keep it real, keep it heel kind of guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when the heels do such a good job, they're winning this crowd over, and they're not changing anything they're doing. They're yeah. not, you know, yeah. um, you know you're doing something amazing. And, and when you said that, man, to see the little kids, you're right with the bananas on. Grandma got you, your baby. Look at all that. They're ready, right? Yeah. So, um, and- I'm Chevy Chevrolet with Chopped to the Chess Radio, and as you know, Chopped to the Chess Radio is a love letter to local wrestling. You're out there, you're listening, you're getting super hyped up, you're hearing all these wrestling stories, and you're saying to yourself, I want to be a part of that. I want the cheers, I want the booze, I want to be part of all the electricity that goes on in and out of this ring. I want to be the best storyteller in this business. Well, now you can. So go check out the ROW Wrestling School at 10,000 MF Lowry Expressway. It is open from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. Learn everything from in-ring basics, promo classes, proper diet and exercise, and television production. You will also learn how to build and work matches in front of a live audience as well as our television show. Not only will you be working with some of the best trainers in Texas that will make you a well-rounded, trusted performer, this school is owned and operated by Booker T. That's right, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T. So go check it right now, the ROW School at realityofwrestling.com. If you have any questions, any questions about pricing, you want to set up a meet and greet, that's the spot, realityofwrestling.com. They're making some of the best performers coming out of the state of Texas. Amazing shows, amazing television. Go check it out right now, baby. And then um, let me ask you this. So how long you said, so you've been in the game? Oh, so so for, I've been wrestling about 15 years. About 15 years. Yeah. Um, who, who, that maybe your your peers, who inspires you as a wrestler? Oh, man. My peers. Well, a lot of the guys I, that I work with a lot, you know, guys like, guys like Rex, Gino, Ryan, like basically all, all the guys that are, that are doing their thing right now um, and some that aren't there no more. Like, I always, I think we both always, like, try to make each other better. I think that was the always the idea. And, like, that's what I tell when people ask me for advice or, or pointers or whatever. I was like, man, if, as long as you go in there and you're thinking about about making the other person look good and they're, the, and they're thinking the same, there's no way you can possibly have a bad match. There's, there's, there's just no way. And it took me a lot to learn that, you know. Uh, but... If you're just in there worrying about you and worrying about you getting all your stuff in and getting over and whatnot, it's just it's just not a good it's not a good setting for you guys to be working working you know well with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and that, with those guys, I can I don't have to worry about anything. You know, like I love working with Rex, uh, Gino, obviously one of my 
all-time favorites. Even with Vega, Brian Keith. Um, actually, with Vega, Brian Keith, and Gino, when they were first started, when they first started, I took them kind of under my wing and just, sure. and just, just because not because I wanted anything in return from them, but because like one, I knew that one day I'm going to be wrestling with them like a lot, and I just wanted them to get to get to a point where they can make other people better, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, man, like they, they all came into their own and got their, you know. Right. I mean, Gino just signed exactly. Major League yeah. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's amazing. He was on our podcast. He owed some of that to you, man. Yeah. Just you getting him hooked up and where he's at now. Um, Brian Keith, you know, reality, just just won the Reality Wrestling yeah, Championship. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you talk to him, he's like, I wouldn't be anything without Oz. Mm-hmm. If you go back and listen to the uh, um, uh, La Familia podcast with uh, Diego De La Cruz yeah. and Jonathan Vega, uh, Brian Keith just happens to crash our party, which were yeah. cool because that's yeah. all. He's I know he's honorary Familia. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all those guys, man, just shot. And I know it's weird to sit in a seat and constantly hear praises about yourself. Yeah. It's an odd thing, man. Yeah. But I, I really was like, let's get a Christian on this podcast. Just so at the end of the day, say, you stop wrestling tomorrow, which I know is not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I've tried. I've tried. Because <laughs> right, right? Um, wrestlers will be like, old Terry Funk, 70 yeah. years um, old with two new That's hits why, going yeah. to the ring, you know? That's why I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah. One day you're just going to realize, like, hey, he hasn't wrestled in like five years. <laughs> oh, he's planning, he's planning to come back. Uh, um, uh, man, and they, they, you know, they owe a lot of their career to. And they, they, they literally talk about you like, El Jefe. Probably, yeah. You know, and they're, they're like, we we wouldn't, you know, be where we're at without you, man. So I really kind of wanted you to have on to hear your story and just, you know, if, if you don't understand to help you understand just your impact at Houston Wrestling, man, because it seems like everywhere you go, Texas, yeah. some, name some of the promotions you've wrestled under. Some of the promotions, uh, just about all the anything in Houston, a- a- anything in Houston, uh, quite a bit in San Antonio and in Dallas, yeah. Um, I've seen, uh, man, I've been in another locker room just, hang, you know, photographers, I take pictures yeah. or whatever. And that's all I was saying. When you walk in a locker room, there's this immediate respect. And it's 15 years in the game. Yeah. It's, I guarantee you've taken some of these guys under your wing. Yeah. It's, I learned this. Nate's story of every time yeah. I step in this ring, yeah. it, 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 was one, it was one match yeah. for you. And you're like, yeah. I don't even remember that match. Yeah. But, but we had a couple, we had guys, a couple yeah, matches. Yeah. And I mean, but I you know what I'm saying? There's, yeah. guys, there's guys walking away going, man, this guy changed the way I wrestled. Yeah. And so... Um, for all your hard work, if you know, at the end of the day, and I'm pretty sure for wrestling, sometimes it gets frustrated. You feel like you get stuck in a rut. Yeah, you know, just kind of. I have had that. To, I think to, everyone has. Yeah, for sure, for, for sure. Um, just kind of remind you and inspire you and encourage you that man, if things you're doing matter and they, they make a difference, man. And I know we're just three dudes sitting in a burger shop, yeah, talking talking shop, but it's a. Uh, uh, that, that's kind of what we do is to hear these stories and anybody can say oh I wrestle and I do this but my whole thing is like why do you do this yeah what's the heartbeat behind what you do um, and I love the stories of you know little little uh, Aiden Cristiano breaking his arm flipping off a, a refrigerator whatever <laughs> yeah. it was a, a lucha and a lucha mat you know what I'm saying yeah. so um, um, we're gonna back up man let's uh, let's talk about um, where we leave off in, in, in your story you just hit row you've been mm-hmm. you wrestling there we talked a little team international um, tell, tell me some stories stories about that things that run through your head just kind of the beginning of your training to where you are now um well let's see you want to talk about team international anything you want man i'm trying to remember how how that whole thing even started i, th- I think what i think what happened was that it was just me and reina doing our doing our thing i was just doing singles matches just right. coming out with reina and uh i gustavo was doing a little was doing a team he was with rubio and i 
I think he was still alone, and then they wanted me to like start, like he wanted to start jo- making a group. So like, all right, cool. I mean, it sounds like fun, you know? Why not? Gustav was great, a great performer, and yeah. all that. So yeah, sure. And then it just started adding more people, and more people, and it's like, okay, now we got some going. And yeah, and then eventually we were like part of every segment and stuff like that. Yeah. Which for me, for me was like, I was never thinking like, oh man, we're like the superstar and all that. Now I'm like thinking like, oh man, now we got this responsibility to make everything <laughs> look as good as possible. Right. And which is kind of kind of scary, as some uh, you know. You can look at it as being kind of scary, but also it's like it's a, it's a I should say it's a test, you know? Right. It's a test. Pressure. And, and it's a spot you've earned. You know, you had to right. work your way to get there. And, and sometimes they do give people that spot and they fall right on their face and go, yeah. oh, my bad, you know? And so I, they got to pull somebody else in. Yeah, I, I mean, I never thought like I, I, I was always taught that wrestling doesn't doesn't uh, owe you anything. Right. And I, always, I, I still believe that. Cause I just, but I just think that... Uh, if you're ready for what you think that you that you that you know you or let's say that you've worked hard for this and you're ready for it, you just, you just gotta you just gotta own it, man. You can't you can't let people know, you know know that you're second guessing yourself, even no. if you are. And I mean, a lot of times I was, you know, I wasn't sure if, if my matches were were really doing what they were supposed to be doing. As a matter of fact, at one point I was just like I was like kind of fed up. I was just kind of tired of not wrestling itself, but just kind of. You know, backstage stuff. You know, the, the way things, the yeah. way things go. Um, I think there's politics and everything, but it's just right. like okay. Sometimes you see the guy that's not really, maybe not doing all the training and all that. Maybe he's getting the better spots and stuff like that. But it's because of something. Right. It's not 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 necessarily something you're doing wrong. Recently, but, in the last few years, yeah. year or so, you took some time off, correct? I took a few months off. Uh, I was because I had like a nagging injury and my, my like I had like some nerve, mm-hmm. like some nerve damage and stuff, and I just kind of had needed some time off to let that heal. And I didn't know if it was gonna heal, but it did. And so I was like, all right, I called Kevin, like, hey man, put me back in. Right, and you were back <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. And didn't that when you came back, kind of leaner and meaner than ever? Yeah, yeah. So I, that whole time I was just focusing on just lifting weights and working out, and you know, possibly not. Wrestling again anymore? My, mm-hmm. I just you know I, I don't want to get hurt to where I can't walk anymore. You know, yeah. so like it's okay. Like if if I feel like I can't wrestle anymore, that's, I'm I'm okay with it because I had fun. I had fun doing it. Right. I never I never dreamed as a kid to be a wrestler because I wanted to be rich. I just always like saw people and like always wanted to be that person to like I guess. Maybe another kid sees me like, oh wow, that's so amazing. Like maybe I can do that one day. Yeah. And maybe not even be a wrestler, but maybe like, hey, well, I want to be a doctor one day. I can be that. Right, right. Yeah. So. Maybe you say you're 15 years in the game. Yeah. When you hit that curtain and you come out on the stage, 15 years later, how do you still feel? Uh I still get I still get nervous, man. I still get I still get the butterflies. I still do all, all that, but I also at the same time, I'm not. I am nervous, but I'm not like worried. Because mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, whenever I go out there, that's uh, that, like that's my therapy. You know, I'm going out there and I'm I'm entertaining you, but I'm also like getting my fix. Yeah. You know, getting my fix, and that's that's what it's. I mean, that's what it's all about for me. For me now, it's just like creating moments, not necessarily all the fancy maneuvers. Because a lot, I can't keep up with the the, the, the all the stuff that the yeah. guys, the young guys are doing today. Well, Hold on now, hold on now. With you saying that, I do remember watching a match between you and Thunderjet, and it was so crazy. Y'all were Gino, aka Gino, aka Gino. Okay, so it's uh, you guys are wrestling, and then you're hitting the ropes, 
and then he's hitting the ropes, and then he stops, and you're just hitting the ropes back and forth. Back and, forth. <laughs> and, like, and he's like, wait, and he's like, <laughs> and then the match, and I'm just, oh my god, and the crowd is just, and then you just pick up like nothing's left, and it's just like. We know Gino's young phenomenon, and he's doing that. And you you coached him and taught him, and it's like to see that. And I'm just like, man, the match was entertaining. You showing your athleticism, he's showing his, and I just that's etched in my mind. It was just hilarious spot, and I'm just like, man, come on, come on, Aiden, what are you doing, man? Let's let's talk about even then. A few years back, you had a couple back to back lucha extrema yeah. matches, bro. I told, I told him to stop putting me in those. <laughs> you were done after those. I, I don't think you have to do another one. Like I right. think you set the mark. I think what well, it's probably been what maybe a year since you've done one too. Maybe. Uh no, it was just last year. Uh, okay. It was uh the last one I had was with Q. Q. Okay. I, 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 I remember so. the one you yeah. had with what was his name? Mascara. So I had one with Mascara Mascara Purpura. Bro, that one was. That, I think that was the first one I had. One, I think that was the first one. Yeah, and, and then the one I, with Gino, right? I had two with Gino, I believe. Okay. I had two with Gino. Mm-hmm. If I yeah, I think I had two with Gino, and then I had one with Q, with Q. Yeah. And I told I told the man next time yeah yeah do a tag team and I'll, I'll I'll put my guys in there like <laughs> right right <laughs> I like that he's, he's calling shots he's the Godfather over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, I nominate them for for it. Right. <laughs> I'll just watch this time. <laughs> so you know I think a lot of people may be just new to row because you guys are blowing up on YouTube right so people are yeah. finding y'all left and right. Might not know the history, um, you know, of everything you've done, but as of right now, as a character, who is Aiden Cristiano? Well, when I when I came up with, because originally I used to wrestle under a couple different names or characters, yeah. but when I came up with Aiden Cristiano, I wanted to do something different because here here in uh, here in Texas, Houston, mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of Latino wrestlers, right? And right. Most of them from Mexico, and when I, I was trying, like, okay, well, I have a little bit of Spanish heritage, maybe I'll just like embrace that and be like, I'll just say I'm from Spain, and I'll just you know just do this kind of kind of slash William Regal, Eddie Guerrero type of thing, okay. character wise at least, and um, but. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't really a, a fan too much of like just strictly technical wrestling. I, I I think there has to be like a balance. Right. So you know, I was so I still kind of kept my same style. And eventually, when I got with whenever I started making this familia thing, we just kind of went more like more more just kind of hood. Yeah. It's kind kind of like what people can relate to, easier yeah. thing to relate to. But like I said, originally the well, even, Cristiano even, character. Even the hood thing comes off with yeah. you being a mob boss type situation. Yeah, that's the guy the hood guys you know answer to. Yeah, so. so that so that yeah so that that was my idea. Like okay, so I'm not we're gonna be like not maybe I guess I guess uh, more organized than yeah, your yeah. typical, but you know. Because we're low key, you know, we're not gonna right. say it, but we're low key over here, kind of like, yeah. kind of like blow or whatever, yeah, like yeah, something yeah. like that, or yeah, mafias. Right, 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 and that's the feel. Yeah. It, it came off perfect. So, <laughs> you were saying about Aiden Cristiano? Sorry, I didn't cut you off. Oh no, that uh, the Aiden mm-hmm. Cristiano character was supposed to be like a, a Spanish type of uh, conquistador type of gimmick, but like. It didn't really, I didn't really, it didn't really go that way. I just saw, I just had kind of decided to switch it around yeah. and just kind of really right now. I'm just kind of myself, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's how I, I grew up being like that. And that's how I am. Right. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a very tell it like it is kind of person, even if it's not popular. Right. Uh, 
Bro, I, I, follow, I, I, I follow. I, I, I follow you on Facebook, bro. I know what's going on there, you know. So and and not, not to mention, you're one of my favorite people to follow on Facebook. I don't ever say nothing. I just scroll. I'm, I'm Michael Jackson eating the popcorn. You know what I'm saying? So well, I tell you what, if you're a wrestler out there and you ever come across him and you want an honest opinion of your match. I'll tell you. <laughs> ask him. If you want someone just to fluff it for you, don't ask him. Because right. trust me, he will tell you base bottom line. How many How many uh, wrestlers have just ended their career after you told them what you thought? They're like, I'm never doing this again. Um, no, man. And the big man off American Idol. He's just horrible, just terrible. Right. Just no, I would, right I, would, I would never tell you that. I would never tell you that. I think everyone has a right to, you know, to want to... Get you know, better. To, yeah, to get yeah. better and to wanna to wanna you know pursue this. I don't I don't ever gonna tell you, hey man, you absolutely suck. But if you ask me for your opinion, like at the end of the day, it's only my opinion because right. I, I have a certain taste in matches. Like I, even though like you were talking about that 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 spot where I was just running, like I'm not a big fan of comedy spots right. unless it's done properly. Like I believe that if if I if I'm gonna do a comedy spot. Everyone's gonna know there's a comedy spot except me because right. I have to believe that it's you know that it's real right. in order for it to make sense to me. And uh, like my style of wrestling is I I always try to go in there and make it look like a fight. If it's not looking like a fight, then it's not it doesn't yeah. connect with me, and I don't think it connects with people. Yeah, and I, I do think there's a different energy when when your music hits and you hit on the stage. People in the audience kind of yeah. kind of perk up a little bit because they're like, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what's about to go down, yeah. you know. Um, so man, like I said, well, job well done. I know it sounds like a big praise in Cristiano fans, but that's what it is, bro. Because uh, we're always like, man, when you give him the podcast, everybody's talking about him. You, you ever know? got hit by him? You know, I'm <laughs> you ever got hit by him? I don't ever plan on getting well, hit I, by I, him I, either. I don't hit that hard anymore. I, I chilled out. Oh, man, no, you yeah, live it, live it. Nah, like after after resting a few times with Rex, I was like, okay, man, okay. <laughs> all right, relax, right? right. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Here at Chop to the Chest Radio, we like to party. And if you like to party, check out Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies. That is Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies, 409-363-8175. They have every type of bounce house you can imagine. We have castles, giant water slides, um, jousting, uh, this giant cage thing with a ball. You can knock people over. It is insane, baby. Check out Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies. 409-363-8175 for all your party needs. If you ain't repping with River, maybe you ain't partying, baby. Rockin' Rivers, Bounce House and Party Supplies. We like to party. You should party with River. Boom, baby. Check them out. Again, 409-363-8175. Mr. Pro 9, you have any questions for Mr. Aiden Cristiano? Okay, so I just want to switch it up real quick, man. So uh, <clears throat> so I remember I was wrestling. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, man. I went to, uh, when I first started, with the hot spots, man. I got my boots from Clifford the Lion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anybody from Houston Wrestling, you know Clifford. Clifford the Lion. So I went to hot spots. I got me a singlet. And then I wanted to switch it up. That's when MVP came out. MVP came out. With the with nice little singlet, I'm like, man, I want something like that. So I went to this other guy. I got me some gear, whatnot, and it was it did the trick, right? So I'm at back. Yeah, this was at the Armadillo Flea Market, IWE. Okay, so that's two podcasts in a row. Armadillo Flea Market making the oh, yeah, man. making the podcast, making so. the they're making the day. That, 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 that was that was that was the. That was a match there whenever you came out and I just like blindsided you from yes, behind. Yes. It can, the, well, can I tell you why? Did I ever tell you why? I told you why. No, no, I mean, you it, didn't was, it was because, like, 
because <laughs> they would get so pumped up like right before the match and it was great right now oh, your big guy wants to you know you want to go out there with some energy but as soon as like he come out pumped up like his interest and everything was great but like for him i don't know why but as soon as the bell rang he would just like quiet down Mm-hmm. And then let's just go lock up and let's just wrestle. I'm like, oh, like, hey, come on, man. Like, you got to keep it. So I'm like, all right. So I told him, hey, we're going to do this, this, and that. All right. But I'm like, man. So he's going out there and he's all pumped up, you know, like he normally is. Like, man, I got to keep this going. So I just ran out to screw it. That's <laughs> and, and he was like, he was training you back then. So, but he's going with, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. putting it to him, boom, boom, boom. He's going out. Like, I'm like, all right, baby, come on, switch it up. Like, come on. Now give me what you got. And I, he did it. Yeah. And he, he threw me around and, Fucking, you know, started clotheslining me and all this. Got the crowd riled up, and now the match is hot. Now we can go anywhere you want. Right. And I was like, and that was great because after that, I didn't have to. We had to worry about anything because he was already fired up. That's beautiful. You know? So I mean, so that's just like what I was talking <laughs> about, man. It's just with stuff like that, and it's uh, made me step my game up because I mean, he was right, man. I, I'm pumped, pumped, and then I'm like, okay, focus. All right, now it's time to wrestle. <laughs> And then I can't do that. Now it's more like phone nine in the billets go baby all day. But back to the story. Right. So uh, he comes in back and uh, he sees McGeary. Like, oh, where you get this from? And I'm like, well, what's wrong with it? Where'd you get it from? And I'm like, and this guy made it for me. He said, I think I can do something a little bit better. Right. So okay, well let's see what you got. Speed it up. He comes back with this gear. I wanted certain designs on it. Whether he hooked it up, I'm talking about. You swear to God, it came from the Galleria. It was just mm, custom, <laughs> like like my what? boy Hooligan, custom made, custom fitted. I was feeling good. Which kind of segues into we didn't even talk about it. Primetime wrestling gear. Yeah. Also run by Mr. Aiden Cristiano, who almost every wrestler in Houston, I'd say, a lot yeah. of majority of get their gear. So not only is this man a phenom in the ring trainer, inspiration to Houston wrestlers around, he's also a tailor that makes wrestling gear. Man, all, he no, has, no. all he has to do is make boots and he'll be the one-stop shop. What, what the heck got you into making wrestling gear, my brother? It's so damn expensive. I believe that. I believe it. I mean, yeah, when I, it was expensive for me. I mean, back then, uh, and I, the reason I started making or attempting to make wrestling gear like one it was like the price of it and a lot of times I would uh, order stuff and I would never get really what I wanted they always kind of got whatever they felt like making and I really at that point I'm like well what am I going to do I, I need something and so I don't know I just started uh, I just started uh, experimenting um, I remember when I was living in uh, Atlanta and uh, my, my mother came and visit visit me and for my I think it was like around Christmas time or whatever. But anyway, she gave, I remember she gave giving me a gift card. And it was like a, about 100 bucks on it. And uh, I was like, well, man, you know what? I got this extra money. So I went and bought a sewing machine. <laughs> and I went and bought a sewing machine and I started taking apart some old gear that I had laying around and just kind of experimenting for a while. And uh, and then and then at the training school where I was at, which was WWA 4, I just started uh, making stuff for some of the guys there. I would just, you know, they'd just go buy the material and I would just make them some stuff. So it was just like practice for me and whatnot. And eventually so I just started getting better and better. And my thing is that once I start something, like I, I kind of become obsessed with it. So every time I'm just trying to better my, my gear, even if like, oh, it's great, it's great. Okay, well, I know I can make it better next time, you know, so come back next time, we'll make it even better. And that's just kind of how it started. And I've been doing it now since about 12 years. About 12 years now. How did you know you could sew, even? 
I decided, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I decided I was going to do it. Uh, no one ever taught me how to sew. I, I remember just getting a machine and just going for it. A lot of just trial and error? A lot, a lot. My first pair of trunks was horrendous. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, I remember... Um, <laughs> I remember a story where you ever heard of a, uh, well, you know Jonathan Gresham, right? Mm-hmm. Jonathan Gresham, yeah. ROH. Uh, I remember I made him a pair of trunks one time. I had made him a pair of tights that fit really good and stuff, and uh, he wanted to go down to a pair of trunks one time. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And I never really made a pair of trunks, but I, I tried and it was okay. They looked good, it looked the part. And so I, I came to the school and I had him try it on. <laughs> and he goes to the bathroom and tries them on and he comes back out. He goes, Ozzy! <laughs> so I'm like, what, what happened? So he comes out. It looked like it fit okay, but he turned around and half his ass is hanging out the trunk. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And I just like, almost, I just like died laughing. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, all right, bro, I got you, I got you. <laughs> what, what's some of your favorite gear you've made so far? Besides yours, yeah, because there's a like you can tell oh, like yeah. people are waiting in line for uh, for for your gear, but you come out and it's like beautiful everything you wear like that's well, that's well, well my uh, my gear is actually really really simple for that reason that I when I need it I have to like basically do it overnight when yeah. I just because I because I have so many orders that I rarely even have time to work on my gear you know um, but when I do like I, I like to make mine really simple. Very basic. If you if you notice, mine is very, it's not very intri uh, like very intricate, intricate or anything. Yeah. yeah, but you know it, it looks nice. The the uh, designs I, I choose. But uh, see, my favorite gear. I, lately, I've been making a lot of women's gear. Yeah. And th- those are challenging. Those are challenging because like certain girls like it to fit a certain way. Yeah. You know, and and that can be a, a bit of a hassle because it's not like I can try it on myself right, or anything right. like that. So I just kind of have to freaking sometimes just kind of hope <laughs> that. Yeah. It, I mean, I measure people, of course, right. and all that. But sometimes when you're messing with different types of materials, they they work, they uh, stretch differently and stuff like that. So, I, I used to work for a tailor shop, yeah. man, and uh, uh, on on uh, uh, Fagan Martin Taylor's, and uh, my buddies own it. Like family friends, you know, they call me uh, every time I see them. They're like, oh, it's me or whatever. It's cousin. They call me cousin Spanish, whatever. And uh, uh, I love them to death. And I, you know, I'm like, man, maybe maybe I want to be a tailor and. And so, you know, I go to the guy, the, the tailors are yeah. like brothers, and they've been yeah. doing it since they were kids. And I said, yeah. man, how can I do this? How can I learn uh, How can I learn to be a tailor? And he's like, well, if you started 10 years ago, yeah. I could probably teach you. So yeah. it's it's, it's like yeah. they, he wasn't even trying to, to take on an apprentice or anything no, because yeah. it's so it's such an intricate thing, especially to be like a master tailor. And I'm looking at these, you know, I see these people in this amazing gear, and then I see the primetime wrestling yeah. page, and I'm like, that guy was just, I just saw that in the ring, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know. Oh uh, man, so that's just another thing that that yeah, I, I always know, try, he's conquering. I, yeah, I, I always uh, like for example, like I'm always trying to make my like patterns and stuff. Like I'm always trying to make my. I don't have patterns that I use right now that I used five years ago. Like for example, yeah, I'm always trying to make stuff fit better, make stuff look better, and so like so I'm always constantly changing, which mm-hmm. is also a problem because I give myself a lot more work than I have to. Because I mean, I could I could easily throw something together and give it to you. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be happy with it because it's new. Yeah. But I know that like I could have done a lot better than that. Yeah, yeah. Because being a wrestler too, I know what like I know what's gonna hold up. When you, you know when you first started out, that was all about where I was going. When you first started out, have you ever had a uh, you know any gear fall apart in the ring? Not on you, but maybe on somebody else. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, not no, not not that I can think of. Uh, there's a, there has been times like where like uh, after a couple of wears like you know something happens like on the 
um, when the pieces come together, like they open up. And like, but I always tell them like, if something like that happens, like if I'll fix it. If I can fix it, I'll fix it. Right. You know, if it, you know, if it has to do with the sewing and stuff like that. Of course, if you're going to have a hardcore match and rip your stuff, like that's not that's yeah, not on me. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. or if you choose a material that I warned you about, you're like, that's there's not bomb wire holes. Exactly. In this. How do you want me to? Or, yeah. Yo, if you take my gear and throw it in the washer and in the dryer and expect it to come out like it's right. not going to work. You know, right. I, I'll tell. I'll tell. If you don't know, ask me. And I'll tell you how to take care of it. Dry clean only, well, baby. <laughs> my gear that I got from. Yeah. A while back, it's uh, I mean, it's still the one I had before. It's already deteriorating. I can't even put do nothing with it. But the gear that I got from them a few years back, it's it's still rocking and rolling. You know, matter of fact, my first pair, uh, I got my first pair of boots from Clifford. I got my second pair and my third pair from Aiden Cristiano because right. he had some. He said, "Man, I got these boots. You want to check them out? Check them out. They look nice." He said, "Let me do some extra to them." Boom, boom, boom. Put my last name on. Yeah, that's right. Clean, sharp. You go with the gear, fresh. I, I had ordered some boots and they just kind of they made them too big for me. Yeah. Like uh, this guy was dealing with a Mexico. So I was like, "Oh man," but they fit him. So. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that thirteen, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen, and and we just want to thank Oz again because for getting you new gear because. Ain't nobody trying to see the big dog in the ring with deteriorating gear. Well, I know, it's man. Just falling off of I gotta right be full when, when you come fresh, in, When you coming back, man? When you gonna start coming? Man, uh, matter of fact, after the podcast, let's talk. All right. I need yeah. some, man. Yeah. I gotta be full nine fresh, baby. Are That's you doing the the UPW? Are you wrestling for them? Yes. Mm-hmm. This this well, this already be this already this won't be aired by the time it goes in. But as we're recording, it's yeah. this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. By the time this drops, it already happened. Hope you're still a champion, Nate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know when you said that, yeah, I glanced at the phone real quick. I got the guys who are challenging for the belt talking smack to me. Oh. So I want to see what's really going down. You know. Um, who who are you facing at that? Or who, who did you already face, I guess, as we're hearing? <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, who did you beat? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. It, it, it's, uh, I'm not going to really go there with them. It's uh, two young cats. They hungry. They ready for it. You know, they got their little smack talking on the video, yeah. which is cool. You know, I want them to bring the A game. Right. So as, as much as they want to bring it, I'm gonna show them how to phone now and get down. Now uh, you know, or you did already show them. Oh, we're, we're in the yes. past tense. I, I showed them. Yes. Parallel universe. I'm, right uh, now. Yes, I'm here with the belt right now. Yes. Right. And Cristiano, what are some of your favorite promotions to work at around anywhere? Anywhere? You've been all over the place. Oh man, uh, it's a hard one. Um, Renegade wrestling. Mm-hmm. Renegade wrestling. Uh, <laughs> no, not, nothing because I mean, as my 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 buddy does that and all that, mm-hmm. and I love helping him out. It's just it's fairly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have some good matches there. Right. I have. He's always he's always trying to help me out. But let's um, see. I'm trying to think of like the most. I mean, I think I have had my most memorable moments and uh, with colleagues and and matches themselves at book at books. Yeah. You know, because he's giving me the platform to do that. Uh, a lot of times Booker just tells me, hey, man, you got, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and just do your thing. I was like, well, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, not everyone gets that. Everyone, right. some, A lot of people sometimes have to be told exactly what he wants or whatever. Sometimes I wish I, I he just told me exactly what he wants. That way there's no, no pressure, but... Right, right. But, you know... If you do good, awesome. But if you mess up, you're like, oh. I, and, I, and I realize that, like, all right, whatever. Sometimes you, sometimes you just have to be like that. Just somebody, you have to just go out there and kind of trust what you're doing and just be like, hey, you know... If he likes it, he likes it. If he doesn't, then we'll fix it later. You know, because what else can I do? Like, you know, I can't read his mind. 
Um, well, how cool is that though? It's like you they have that much trust in you. Yeah. Okay, you got 15 minutes. Do whatever. Do this. Yeah. And then the other guy, look, look, you gotta put him here yeah. and you gotta do this. And, and, and I think uh, you know, I mean, I think you being around Booker so much, it kind of like, oh, that's that's You kind of start to think like him a little you bit. Know? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no. What I was gonna say is like, I mean, you just get so used to it, but I mean, you gotta think this is yeah. a Hey, two-time Hall of Famer. That's true. He's been through from from, from I, the streets of Houston, yeah, literally, yeah, whatever, back yeah. crazy past to yeah, WCW, yeah. to WWE. He was the last ever WWC champion. Like, he stayed with the whole yeah. buyout, all this stuff. Yeah. And now he's putting this man who is just an integral part of wrestling history comes to you and said, whatever you want, man, you're in. Yeah, exactly. You and know? That, that, you know, sometimes you, do, you don't really think about that in the moment. Yeah. But... Uh, let me just kind of backtrack a little bit. Like yeah. one of the one of memorable moments when I, whenever I was uh, let me see who I was wrestling wrestling. Uh, actually, I was wrestling. I was wrestling Gino. I was wrestling Gino. The last the last match I had with him, uh, where he where he defeated me for the championship that that I took from him, and it was a lucha extremo match. And after the match, the ring was all you know. We had to destroy the ring and everything, and we were all beat up and stuff. And then he won. I was like, okay, of course, you know, this was going on. And I, and I remember the bell ringing, the final bell ringing. Like I was, I was, I was, uh, I was relieved. I was like, okay, we're done. I'm like, oh, freaking, t- I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like, I'm glad it's over with. And I'm just kind of rolling off to the side, letting letting him have his moment. And then Booker's music hits, and I didn't know that was gonna happen. Music, he comes out, and you know, and just talking about how great we did and this and that. And I just kind of start tearing up because like. That's not something that I expected. I, I didn't even know about it. It's just like what, those moments where I can just take time to actually um, kind of um, look at what I what I just did. Yeah. And, and then just just be grateful. You know, just be in that moment. Like, okay, man, this is all. This is something I I created this for all these because these people are standing up, yeah. clapping, and all that. And this guy is their hero because I made him look like their hero. You know, of course, he does his part, but I, I know that I went in there that with the intention of making him look like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, and I, and I couldn't have picked a better person to do that with. Yeah. You know, because there was no no problem in making him look great. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not, like, that's my, that's my, that's that's who I would have wanted to right. be if, if it was up to me. So, because I mean, I met Gino when he was 14 years old, started train, starting, you know, to wrestle and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. Yeah, a, few, a couple years after that, I brought him down to books, mm-hmm. and uh, he just kind of stuck with it, man. He stuck yeah. with it. Took a lot of my ass whoopings, you know, right. and stuff like that, and made him better. That's what, that was kind of a joke. I was always tell him, uh, Vega and Brian, because I was like three guys that always kind of always kind of carry with me to all these other shows. Yeah. Try to get them booked. Um, I'm like, hey, man, ass whooping just builds character, you know. Yeah. And, and I would say that jokingly, but they kind of like took it seriously. So whenever and now when I wrestle them, they hit me so freaking hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Brian, like, You're Brian, like bro, that was, oh, that was two years ago. Dude, Chill out, dude, yeah. dude. Brian will kick the crap out of me. I'm like, bro, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just relax, <laughs> man. Like, it's funny though, because I, I tell them that all the time. Uh, yeah, man. Well, if you listen to it on the on the uh, presente, it's called presente podcast. Oh, nice. Man, you need to go back and I need to go back. I'm gonna go check it out because you're you're a big chunk of that podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna go check it out. And um, you know, man, just just hearing what these guys say about you really intrigued me. Like, we have to get this guy on the podcast. We have to hear him because um, I, I just had a feeling that you didn't even know. You're just doing your thing. Yeah, right? you, I, I don't. I don't think. Nah, man. I don't. When right. I'm out there, like I said, it's I'm out there for one. To have fun and to enjoy to enjoy that, and if I can, you know, 
If I can make other people better, that's great. But I mean, yeah. I just don't. I just take this, even though for me, I'm not aspiring to like get signed or anything. Like yeah. that's not that's not what I'm focusing on or banking on or, or yeah. whatnot. But at the same time, because it's like. Some people say, oh, if it's your hobby, can I kind of look down on you? Well, it might be my hobby, but at the same time, I don't, I don't neglect it, right? So when, yeah. I, when I get in the ring, I'm not, um, I'm not, ah, I'm just going to do it. No, no, I'll be professional because I know what I can do. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that, but my number one concern is to take care of the other person because I don't want someone to get hurt because I didn't train. Right. Because I, because I don't have my win because I get tired in the last, you know, five minutes and I can't pick you up the proper way and I drop yeah. you. That, you know, that, that can't happen. There's just, there's just no way that can happen. So, I mean, I treat it like it's my profession, right. even though I do it, you know, on the weekends and stuff right. like that. But, but I mean, still but like, same amount of respect. Yeah, but as so, a, at the same time, man, like I said, it, it's going to be a rough... I don't think at this point in time you can have a conversation about Houston wrestling and your name can cannot come up. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying, oh, it's just my, you know, the weekend thing. But um, I think the way these other wrestlers are kind of looking at yeah. at your legacy that you've dropped in wrestling in general. Um, like I said, I, I don't think that's even. It's hard to be in that conversation. I don't think you're in the weekend warrior conversation. You're in the legacy of Houston wrestling conversation. And it's the modesty because it's you like know. you know I talked to him about it before. Like, dude, man, you just you do this and this, and he's just like, man, come on, you know. And it's it, to me, it's like he's never, no matter he was uh, all WWE heavyweight, all these heavyweight championship titles. And like I see him, hey man, what's up? You always give me a hug, whatever. And it's like it's never been like, oh, it's you, you know. He's yeah. like, man, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I think a lot of guys, oh, you know, guys who've been in the business tell these young bucks, mm-hmm. not the young bucks, but young young guys, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, hey man, you ever think about this? And they blow him off like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. I don't think that can happen with either one of y'all sitting across from the table because yeah. y'all been in it so long and have done so much for the business, you know. Um, and man, I'm like I said, I'm just honored to hang out with you guys. I'm just a dude kind of watching this this big picture, this big art, this big performance of wrestling. Because like we were talking about, man, wrestling is gorgeous from from the guy busting through the curtain to the last row of the audience to the referee to the commentary to the to the announcer. Like it's all part of this big giant production. And if you do it right, you can bring the audience in this this masterpiece. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I've seen you do that. You know, plenty of times, man. Just just like you walk out. The way you look, the mask. We were talking about the uh, the mask yeah. earlier. Just from 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 the head down to the boots to the to the trench coat, even having your valet. The way she leans against you, like yeah. every little thing, I think is just gorgeously painted. Yeah, so to, to make up your character. Yeah, yeah. So we actually had to put more, a lot more um, thought into that than you than you would think, you know, because yeah. it, that, again, that we, we realized that, or talking with Booker and all that, like, hey man, you guys. I want y'all to take your time for the intro because you know that's really part of from like you like you were saying from the moment that you walk out the curtain to after you walk back through the curtain like that's your time and that's your that's your uh, story you're telling and you can't just you know walk down the ring like like Joe Blow or whatever and um, but yeah man uh, that the entrance was was had to be a big part of it uh, the mask thing was actually Booker's idea I I, I wore it one time. In the in the feud I was having with uh, with Q, 
just a, right. like, hey, I got this other thing. Something different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because I think he had he had switched up a mask. Yeah, I made I had made him made him I made him for him. I made him a new <laughs> mask. Mask. I made him a new mask, and he came out with this new mask. I think it was our last match, and so I was like, oh, well, I got this skull. You're thing like, I'm gonna wear a mask. Yeah. yeah. So I got this skull thing laying around from Halloween. I'm like, let me, let me just kind of. Switch it up a little bit And I came out with that And he like really liked it Like oh that looks cool Hey keep wearing the mask So like every Every show That, I, that I'd be That I'd be there He's like You got the mask right Like yeah like, Wear it Alright <laughs> So I was like Alright fine I'll just start wearing it everywhere Yeah you know? And I'll get a bunch more And sell those <laughs> That works Did you build uh, I'm sure you did You did Raina's costume as well Her gear Uh, Yeah she uh, she had like a corset thing that she wears yeah. on top. She she got that made, but or no, she didn't get it made. She got she got it already sure, made. Yeah, yeah. Because like you can find stuff from China for like five bucks. And I'm right, like right. I'm not touching that for five oh, bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But uh, no, nah, like yeah, her the the stuff that's important like on her underneath uh, singlet and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I made that stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, I know, man. Like just y'all together, like when and she, she can sew. She can sew too. She can make gears. Yeah, they're in it for life, bro. <laughs> they're in it for life. Once wrestling, yeah. the body don't work no more for the ring. You're like, I got y'all. I, I remember. I remember one time uh, I was. Uh, we had a show the next day, and I was up all night working on some gear that I needed to finish for that day. And I was like so tired from just working and then coming home and trying to finish that. She was like, man, just go take a nap. And she started. She finished it overnight while I was asleep. That's awesome. Dude, he a hustler. I remember going to his house, like, I got a show, like, two hours later. And I, we meet up somewhere at a gas station or go to his crib, and I'm picking up the gear. It's like, here you go, man. And it's, that's a true symbol of uh, somebody, a craftsman. And he, like he said earlier, he's like, anything wrong with it, man, just come holler at me, man. I can, I can uh, fix it for you. Let's talk real quick. Dio De La Cruz, Jonathan Vega, Familia. What do you... What do you they're under you. What do you think about those cats? What are your thoughts on them? Oh man, personally, I freaking love them. I no, love you're them like ah, they're all right. <laughs> oh, man, I, love, I love those guys. Just, you yeah. know, with all my heart, they're uh, good guys. Um, Was that a book decision to hook them up with you, or you handpicked those guys? Um, they came. They came and uh, they came with. Um, they came and asked me about. Originally, it was a. Um, it was a. Uh, it was John. It was Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And uh, freaking Alex. Yeah, I forgot what they uh, I forgot what they called him though. Was it just Alex? I think it was just Alex. I don't know. Alex Villarreal. Yeah. 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 So that's his, that's his name. So Alex, it was him and Alex that they were like, hey man, we're thinking about putting these two guys together with you, doing like a faction. Like, would you would you be okay with that? Like, bro, like why are you even asking? Like, yes. But yeah. am I gonna say no? Like, yeah, right. sure, or whatever. And uh, yeah, so I just I started working out with them, or working with them. And then working out with them and stuff like that, and they came up, and and then for whatever reason, Alex couldn't be be part of the shows no more, so we had, we needed someone else, and they uh, they suggested they suggested Diego. So like, all right, cool, you know, give him a shot. He was, I think he was, he was just like he's doing green. Some, yeah, yeah, he was, he was, re- he was really green, just and, starting and, and doing some stuff. And did a traditional row uh, with Legion. Yeah, yeah, he just passed exactly. through with Legion. Yeah. yeah. So like, okay, well, you gotta figure a way how to take him away from Legion. Like, okay, cool. And they're like, man, does he speak Spanish? Like, yeah, okay, well, that's even better because, right. you know, that's a that's a plus. So, yeah, it just kind of worked out. With, what did you, know? you think about the first time you saw the accordion bit? I wasn't too sure of it until, mm-hmm. like, until I heard him, like, oh, he can actually play it pretty good. Right. Like, yeah, I think this will work. Yeah, yeah. I, like, you know, I know freaking uh, Xavier was coming out with a trombone or whatnot. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll be like New Day, like, whatever. Right. But, no, it, it's... Uh, 
think it works for him because that's he does that's what he does, you know. Yeah. He does he does play it and he plays it well. So. Yeah. I think the more uh, authentic that we can be, the better. Yeah. You know, it's easier when you when when you're more authentic. And I guess it's, it's not like I try to be, but I'm more of a I have, I have been more of a leader. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, that that fits me pretty well. Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, it'd be weird to be like uh, Diego De La Cruz, you're leading Familia, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Cristiano to stand behind him. You well, know well, what I mean? I mean, and I always like even with, like with La Familia thing. I don't, yeah. I always say that like I'm not the leader. Like I just said, like I'm the chosen spokesperson. Right? Like like on the blood and right. out, but. Dude, love it. When y'all did that bit, he's like, I don't want his man. I want his life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Bro, we were talking about the whole time in the other podcast, and you go listen to it. As a kid growing up, man, we talked a little bit about your inspiration. Yeah. Um, who were some of your favorite wrestlers, man? Um, Let's see. Well... From what I can remember, from what I remember, like being like, okay, yeah, I really, I want to be like these guys. Obviously, I think Eddie Guerrero is a is a is an obvious one, just because um, you know he's Latino and he's someone around my size. I, he is always like someone that I I could relate to, and I always like kind of you know looked up to those guys that now, I can relate to. I, I knew that that was going to be on the list because yeah. when I watch you wrestle, and maybe not so much the wrestling part, but the what you, your interaction with the crowd, your facial expressions, the way you scream at, yeah. you know, something's it, every time it reminds me of uh, Eddie Guerrero looking for Vicky Guerrero. Vicky, yeah, where is, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's that that energy, um, which wrestling itself yeah. is so beautiful that it's like you know they say that a song or a smell can take you back to yeah. a memory. Yeah. There's certain things you do yeah. that when you do them, it brings me back to being a kid and watching Eddie Guerrero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That. That feeling, that nostalgia is there, and I think just nostalgia is just yeah. such a powerful thing. I mean, yeah, it was just like guys like that, that guys that they were, I guess like around my size, that guys that I could relate to, and be like, okay, well, he's like my size, so you know. Because I actually, I, I only thought when I started wrestling, I always felt like one of my problems was that I was too short. Yeah. But I realized I'm really not that short. Mm-hmm. Like especially like when I do lucha lucha shows, I'm like one of the tallest yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> but I always felt like I was kind of short for for this. And I, I guess I am at some you know in some in some instances. But I, I know how to overcome it now. Anyways, but back to the what I was saying. Uh, those are the guys that kind of looked up to as far as like okay, kind of more in my stature, like you know like. Uh, Benoit, Gu- uh, Guerrero, uh, Jericho, and then they could do some great things in the, in the ring. Um, like Rey Mysterio, I liked him, but I, I, I never thought like, hey, I want to be the next Rey Mysterio because I always, I always knew like, man, all that stuff that's gonna catch up to you <laughs> one yeah, day. Yeah. You know, even as a kid, like, man, you can't do that forever. And he's still doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? He's but the a one. Of, but yeah. how a lot of knee surgeries and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then later on, when I started uh, actually wrestling. I started looking more at the at the uh, what I what I what I learned is to look at the if you want to be main eventer look at the main eventers what are they doing they're telling stories you know so I started looking at Triple H uh, Booker T Rock uh, those guys even John you know John Cena who's like everyone's like oh he doesn't know how to wrestle yeah he works his ass off though yeah and he will, and he will put you over if that if, you know if that's what if that's what it takes so it's like guys like that guys that you may not think that you can relate to. Look at what they do in the match yeah. because they uh, they they know how to bring the people in. They know how to you know they know how to do that, and that's storytelling. I think for for me is my favorite thing to do in the in the ring. Have you been in the ring with somebody? You're looking across this ring, um, maybe a name, maybe somebody you grew up watching, and you think to yourself, 
I cannot believe I'm in the ring. Oh, yeah, with this yeah. Guy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, recently I, I was uh, did a few matches with uh, with uh, Ramses or uh, you know, yeah, King, you know, mm-hmm. and he passed away. Rest in peace, man. But uh, I, I, I was like, wow. I remember watching the Nacho Libre and all that. And, yeah, Nacho like, Libre is my favorite. And, and then just watching him in WCW, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's great. And I get to, I wrestled uh, against him, and I wrestled with him. Yeah. And uh, uh, against Blue Demon, I've had matches against Blue Demon. Really? I've had matches with Blue Demon. Um, and it's like, for me, it's like it's amazing. Yeah. You know, can't show it. We, <laughs> but but been, during, you know, right. while after it was like, we, wow. We've been talking about, you know, all these guys getting WWE action figures. We had slide deaths. We're talking about. I said, bro, when I was a kid, I got those little Mexican ones yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can't move their hands. Yeah, they're, they're just like this. Right, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but I guarantee you, Blue Demon was one of them. Yeah, exactly, You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. they all had just, yeah. just, and it was just blue, and they couldn't go into detail, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's amazing that you, you know, and, and it's not just like, oh, I've been with these WWE guys. These are guys that you idolize as a kid, jumping off refrigerators, breaking your arm. I don't know why I keep saying refrigerator. In my head, there was just a random refrigerator there, but. It was actually, but, we, it was a wall. We we uh, it was like this area where where they were building I guess a house but it wasn't quite built. I like that. Like, so you know, we were just like in a construction zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just off of cinder blocks. Body yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just jumped off and landed on somebody, and I kind of freaked my arm up a little bit. Like, oh man. Hold on, he landed on somebody. Yeah, I did. So I can I just imagine his arm messed up with the other guy. Like, <laughs> right. As being, you know, what we're, we're referring to as El Patino, the Godfather of Houston wrestling, is our moniker for you here. I mean, do you have any advice for any younger guys jumping in that they're thinking about getting in, maybe haven't, or guys that are just starting the business? Okay, so the advice. Um, all right, so this sounds. This is going to sound kind of contradicted, but my advice that I always give people when they ask me, you know, about them wanting to be a wrestler or whatever, is there's something else you can do. <laughs> yeah. Do that because it's not. It's not what you think it's going to be. First of all, if, there, if you have a chance to like really have a career and make a good living and not not freaking and not hurt and not hurt yourself, then I would suggest do that. But if this is something you really want to do, then be smart about it. Invest in yourself. Don't don't go to the uh, the cheap school because you think you're saving a buck. Because in the long run, it's you're, it's going to hurt you because you're not going to have the proper training that you need. So. If you really want to do this, get the best, seek out the best training that you possibly can, and then just, uh, I mean, I guess just go for it, but just just, be, just remember that it's nothing is guaranteed, you know? Yeah. This business does not owe you anything, and if you think you do, and if you think it does, then you might as well quit, because it's just going to be better at the end. So, I mean, I guess, you know, just go for it. If that's really what you want to do, go for it. It it. W- just a few sentences. This is the big question of, of Chop of the Chess Radio. What do you love about professional wrestling? I love that that I can perform for, for for people that I don't even know and and they can go away thinking that thinking that I, you know or knowing that, that I made them feel a certain way, you know. Whether it be they hated me, whether it be they loved me, they were cheering for me. At the end of the day, they, uh, their disbelief and, and, and our performance was, was suspended to where they, they believed everything they were doing, that we were doing, they, they felt everything. That means the connect, overall, just connecting with the crowd, I think. Um, they, at least now, that's what, that's what I get out of it now, you know. Yeah, man. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much for everything you oh, do. Man, thank you, guys. Um, not for just being on here, but like I said, the impact you're making in Houston wrestling. Like I said, I had this feeling that 
I'm not sure this cat knows about every single person that comes on here and just talks about how you made a difference in their wrestling journey. It, it, is, it is weird to hear that, you, you know, because I don't really, it's not like I'm trying to. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 and I think it, that's what makes yeah. you good at what you do, that you're not trying, it's just happening. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, man, just Mr. Aiden Cristiano, we want to thank you so much for everything you're doing for Houston Wrestling. This is your boy, Chevy Shop Radio, the excellence of podcast execution. This is Shot to the Chest Radio with my man, Mr. 409. Tell him what it is, baby. Man, you already know if you're out and about anywhere, if they got independent wrestling somewhere around you, go ahead, kick back, relax, get you some popcorn, and watch them guys do their thing. But before I get off this thing, I want to tell Aiden Cristiano, hey, man, hey, honest, truthfully, I want to shake your hand, man. Thank you for everything that you do for everyone in the wrestling business. Thank you for allowing me to share a ring with you to become a better person and I can't wait to do it again. Oh, you bad, buddy. Again, we, we are here with Adrian Cristiano, Adrian, Adrian Cristiano, Mr. 409, and I'm your boy, Chevy Shop Radio, the excellence of podcast execution. This is Shot to the Chest Radio, baby! Woo! The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.